If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. So look, for the first 51 minutes, uh, we like to have a fun conversation. Sometimes it gets a little raw. It was a little extra fun this time. We don't uh, necessarily talk about fitness for that first period, uh, but we do have a lot of fun. So here's what we talk about for the first 51 minutes of this episode. We talked about the top Instagram earners. There's people that make like $30,000 a sponsored post on Instagram. Crazy. Wow. I think the top person sells makeup. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. I think that's what Worth it is. Worth like a half a billion dollars. Yep. You can hear about Adam's business idea regarding makeup too. That was cool. <laughs> uh, and we could, we also talked about Adam's grinder meetup. That's right. Bro face. Did, did, did he uh, follow through or <laughs> was it an accident? <laughs> uh, then I mentioned how in the UK, if you like looking at porn, you're going to need to get a porn pass pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so move to the Better US. start filling out that application. <laughs> Where in the US, anybody can look at porn. Uh, then we talked about powdered alcohol. That's fun. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound dangerous at all. We talked about one of our sponsors, Viore. Now, they make a, they make phenomenal activewear for men that looks really good. Um, you can actually go to their website, vioreclothing.com forward slash mind pump. Uh, to spell Viore, it's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com forward slash mind pump. Check out their clothes. It's our favorite workout clothes. Also, you can wear them out uh, when you're not working out. You'll get 25% off if you use that link. Then we talked about staying clean and tidy. Uh, we were talking about our houses and not our bodies. Hmm. Um, and then we talked about how to use some of our favorite supplements and products from Organifi. They make organic health supplements. Uh, if you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump with no space, you'll get 20% off. Then we get into the fitness part of the episode. We answer some questions. The first question was, what is our opinion on those vibrating and pulsating tools that every celebrity and gym seems to be promoting? You may have seen these on social media. They look like little handheld uh, jackhammers. Vibrating things are so hot right now. Yeah, and they supposedly loosen up muscles, get you to move more. Some of them even say they burn body fat. They don't. Uh, find out what our opinion is on them and how to use them properly. Uh, the next question was, what are our thoughts on elevating your heels during squats a lot of people find that they can go deeper and it feels more comfortable when they have something underneath their heels when they do squats is that a good idea is it a bad idea or is the answer somewhere in the middle mm. the next question uh what's the difference between discipline and restriction is there a difference which one is a better long-term approach and the final question how would we go about training someone who constantly tries to stall and talk during their sessions. Now, we came at this from a workout partner perspective. What do you do if your workout partner just wants to bullshit the whole time? And we came at this from a personal training perspective. Your client hired you, but really doesn't like to work out. They just want to talk. Yeah. What do you do? Those Gabby geese. Also, this month, MAPS Anabolic, our flagship foundational workout program, excellent for speeding up your metabolism, building muscle, and building strength, is 50% off. And Half confidence. off. It's also uh, going to be re-released in a new version. The workout will be the same, but it's going to look new and awesome with new videos. If you enroll in MAPS Anabolic this month, or if you already have the program and have had it for a long time, you will get updated for free, but it's 50% off this month. So if you don't have the program, go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Use the code RED50, R-E-D-5-0, without a space, 
for 50% off. On that site, you'll find all of our other maps, fitness programs as well, and bundles that combine multiple maps products. Again, it's mapsfitnessproducts.com. Hey, I like your stories lately. Which ones? Your stories that you've been posting right now on Instagram. Oh, the uh, yeah, I like articles? You, yeah, I like when you post, because what's nice about it on the stories is you talk a lot about the stuff on the show, and there's certain things that I, I want to read, and there's certain things I don't give a shit about. But mm-hmm. when you put it on the story like that, I can go, oh, this is what Sal talked about the other day, and I, I click on it, and I can watch it. Are you getting a lot of people that are clicking through and watching it? Tons. tons really? Of, yeah, it depends on what kind of article it is. Oh, good. I'm glad you're doing that. Then. Yeah, people really like lists, you yeah. know? Like yeah, you, you're like my new Cosmo. You know what's so? I was thinking that uh, that it'll probably provide some kind of value like that, right? Like people will go and check the Insta story to see if I used to. Like what's I used the to read Cosmo read? when I was in high school. Right. Of course, did, so did I. Yeah, did you, you really? get inside the yeah, lady, lady brain? Right. That, well, I was also before you had access to porn on your phone, so you just oh, that's, yeah. That, and it was that's true. if it was in the bathroom, it was it was. I don't remember either that or National Geographic. I don't remember a lot of good pictures being in there. It was the talk in there. You read the articles about like what girls do. Oh and this yeah, and that, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, no, it's like the playbook. Ten for best women. moves for BJ's. And the, and the articles in You're there. Like, there's all, only one. Always silly. What is what's what is uh, what is that about people in lists? You know who's hacked that really well is our good friend Max Lugavere. He's he's figured out the 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 list thing. The three best this or the this that not that like that that some, yeah, something he, about that. He has a really good pulse of like uh, you know. The general America being on Doctor Oz and all these other shows. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah, I think he knows. Oz. I think he knows the audience. You know? <laughs> general America. That, that's a new term I'm coming up with. Just general, ge- just general America. The general America. Yeah. He's been on Oz. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. People like mainstream lists. America. There I, you go. I think his lists simplify complex things. So, like, if I wrote an article that said, uh, you know, why your your relationship, you know, let's how relationships fail, right? That could be a very complex article, but if I say the top three reasons why relationships fail, it takes a complex issue, makes it super simple, and I can skim through and find the top three reasons why. Yeah. So I, that's probably you just have why to always remember people are lazy. Super lazy is, is why it works. Yeah, but I I like posting the the articles because the only thing I don't like about it is when you post an article, people can't uh, message you off of it. They have to separately DM you. You know what I'm saying? So like if I if you put an article right. and, and you put the link, right. the only thing I can do is swipe up. I can't comment and and oh, say right. what I think about yeah. it. Which yeah, I, yeah. I hope they change that because I feel like how would that work? Of, how would that work? Hmm. How, what would you want it to do differently? I don't understand. I would want people Just to be able to- that little like uh, uh, toolbar at the bottom, like you normally would have. Like if you post a meme, you could you could talk shit about that meme. Yeah, like oh my god, that's funny yeah. or whatever. I wish I, like if I, you put the swipe option, it gets rid of that. Yeah, like I would like it for people to be able to. Like from there, just comment on what they oh, thought. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, yeah. like right now, when I do like a story or I do a, a picture or something like that, someone comments on it. I know they're commenting on that yeah. specific picture. Yeah. But yep. if I do a swipe up, yeah. and they comment, I don't know they're commenting on that. They don't. They can't. They have to go straight and DM you. They have to take another step. Now, are you able to keep up with your? I've. It's now come. I haven't brought this up on the show, so I should actually know we're talking about this. And I want to apologize because I think something that we have prided ourselves on for a really long time in this bit well, for four years in this business has been able to interact and respond to all the questions that we get I mean we really uh, I think all do our do a pretty good job of answering all YouTube Instagram Twitter Facebook you know DMs all of it and and try and interact with our audience as much as possible it has officially come to the point where I cannot do it I just it's impossible for me to get to everybody and uh so if you're in in my dm still and i haven't responded to you and it's been days or weeks or whatever i apologize it's just 
it's gotten to the point now where it doesn't matter if I spend a couple hours a day on it. I just can't quite keep up with all of it. So my <clears throat> answer to that or what I'm trying to do right now. You just look at the picture. Hire some bots. <laughs> no. That's what I did. Are we both wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're both wrong. Damn it. What I'm trying to do, and I'm, and I'm trying to get more organized about it so I can answer more and be more interactive with it. And then people can kind of like try and time it. If you have like a, a question you definitely want me to answer is doing once a week those, the Q&A thing that I do. You guys see me how I, I've done that before where I just ask me anything. Yeah. I, I try yeah. and do that once a week right now. So that, yeah, that then have that. people ask you questions. Well, then at that, at that time, right? Because that, what I do is I dedicate, I literally dedicate like two to three hours minimum uh, on the days that I do that, where it I'm seems like, as though that's accelerated too. It started out with like like twenty, then it's fit. Now it's like a hundred, hundred something. Like oh yeah, answer is I crazy. Can't, I don't even get through all of them, yeah. so I, I I don't. And I, obviously, there's some like Sal loves to put like stupid ones in there all the time. Like he'll, <laughs> I'll get like five from him that are like. <laughs> Racist, sexist. No, like, like, come on, man. He's just trying to set yeah. me up because it doesn't show his name, right? Uh -huh. It just shows the question right there. So, fuckers, what always do you really to, think about. I love Justin. when he, he get, yeah, I love when he gets on people's like Instagram live and then like ask them a question and then they, they look at it and you see an expression on their face and they keep going and they you're like, I know you saw that. Social media was made for that. Yeah, I think it was absolutely made for Dude, that. Dude, I read. Was it your article? Also, this might have been another one of your things that you. It was what you posted. The top posted influ uh, yes. paid influencers. I found that incredibly fascinating that the top, I think it was 10 or 20 uh, highest paid influencers on Instagram. Instagram. I didn't know a single one. And what that they, is crazy to What me. they did is they took- Does that make you feel really old or- Makes me feel very insignificant. Yeah. Well, it makes it, me- It makes me feel like there's a huge ocean. Well, I love it. I love yeah. the fact that I don't know who they are because- yeah. No, it's just a good thing. Yeah, because what they, crazy. what they did is they didn't select uh, celebrities. Like, right, right. It's there's, easy to go like Ronaldo yeah, it's, di or, it's different yeah. if it's Paris Hilton. She's already right. famous. If she gets on right. Instagram, then you're out. But just random people that have become these massive influencers are on Instagram. Number one was that, I don't remember her the name. The makeup chick. Yeah, and she makes $18,000 per, per sponsored post. post on Instagram. Oh, so if she just posts something on Instagram, she'll make eighteen grand just off the sheer number of people. How many that, times uh, does she have sponsored ads, did it say? I have no idea how I they doubt, would even organize that. Yeah, yeah I, I, doubt you, really. I doubt you do a ton. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would think you'd spread it out. Yeah, I mean, you're making 18 grand every time you post. You post one a week, you're balling, you know? Well, I would- I mean, you're, you're doing pretty damn well just by doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would think that even if you did one a month, you're doing pretty damn good. I would think that she she probably makes a majority of her revenue off of her own stuff, her own She started a makeup stuff. line. Yeah, see, oh, there you go. that's, yeah. that's got to be where she Which, think about that. I mean, you, if she's smart, she starts her own makeup line. Yeah, she's, that's a good pivot. I can just imagine, based off of Mind Pump and our, how small our reach is, if you had a, a makeup line, and then in addition to that, you're also making $18,000 a post, mm -hmm. and you're right, she probably makes way more on her own personal product. Well, there was that one YouTube celebrity girl who did uh, makeup, and she had a monthly subscription yes. model. And mm. I forgot what the- Seven million a month. I feel like a we month. should be selling- yeah. uh, It was something stupid. For it was something ridiculous. Seven yeah. million a month? Something ridiculous so, like so, that. So, so, God, makeup is a huge market, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be a massive market. And guys are starting to wear makeup so now. So massive. I, I feel like- saying, I really want Adam to get into this. I, I actually looked into it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know who did? did. You know who did? My buddy and I, you know Lawrence? Yeah. You know Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. this was like, fuck, I don't know, like eight or ten years ago- um, so the hustle was to buy Mac these Mac products at wholesale and then go down to the flea market and flip it and sell it. Mm. And you can make a ton of money doing that. Wait a minute. Or you could back then. I don't know if it's still So like, you so you buy it at wholesale so you get it for cheaper, sell it at the flea Yeah, you market go buy it, you would buy in bulk. That's what, what we're would gonna, the, what to, would the markup be? It, it's like a double up. That much? Yeah. 
If you can get it at wholesale, so you just need wow. your wholesale license, which Lawrence had that at that time because he was doing sneakers and other stuff. And we talked about this, and he's like, dude, you want to go in with me, and we'll we'll buy bulk. We'll buy like $5,000 worth of makeup. We'll go down to the flea market on the weekends, <laughs> and we'll flip it, and we'll sell it. No way. Yeah, I was I this- I imagine Roger I, was, I know, right? I was this close to doing it. it was, I think this was when I was also doing the uh, detailing business. So, you know, two, two ideas that I thought were actually really smart ideas. It's just that- one, I never wanted to sell makeup, and two, I never wanted to wash cars. I, I just thought the business was smart, <laughs> and it was two, two big factors, right? There. Right, which you you know, as a as a young as a young kid and or young you know aspiring entrepreneur, I you know you don't really think about that stuff. You think about money, yeah, the money and the, mm. and the potential of it and stuff like that. Which uh, we had a question the other day about entrepreneurship, and I mean that's to me that the you can have a great idea and it could be very successful, but what you might find out sometimes is that. You just don't fucking like doing it or you don't want to do it, you know? Wow. What does that say right there, uh, Doug? Is that how much she's worth? Yeah, this woman, her name is Huda Katan. Her approximate cost per Instagram post is $33,000. YouTube earnings $134,000, but she started a, a makeup line. I think it brings in $550 million. Or at oh, least that's her, her net worth. Half a billion Holy dollars? Shit. That's her, yeah, her net worth. Gangster. So, again, like I said, men are starting to wear makeup nowadays. That's an untapped market. Wow. Make men make up for men. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Bro Why face. Not? Bro face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start it. It's not a bad idea. Am I right? I like the name too. Yeah, yeah because it's like you know, we were talking about the androgyny factor and like women are into that whole thing, you know. <laughs> there might be something there about, you know, you're going to the gym but you want a little bro face. Did you guys all watch American Meme yet? No, um, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? Did you watch yeah. you last night? I, I watched the first episode. Just one? I Yeah, I did. Just one. What are you talking about, just one? Well, because one episode I wake up in the morning early, dude. I got the kids ready for school and Whoa. shit. I can't go to bed at midnight like oh, you. Oh, God. Yeah. I Is got the drawbacks of being a daddy. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. But it, it was pretty good. The first episode was good. I think I'm going to like it. Oh, you're going to like it even more then. Because yeah. I, think, I think almost all first episodes, especially on good ones, Tend to be a little slower because you just got to kind of build. The, you got to build the character. You got to yeah, build. Yeah. The, you set the set the stage, right? Yeah. So it gets. It oh, gets, he's a psycho, dude. Yeah. And he, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But the guys, did you? Are you guys watching Bird Box yet or no? <sighs> no, I'm not I actually. Ask I fi- I know you're not going to ask me. You're, I I will. You're, you're fed up with me. I I'm finally catching up with making a murder. Like the end of. Uh, oh my god. That whole thing. Yeah, where, I know. I'm been, like guy? old news. Where you been, old guy? news guys? It's like a hundred episodes. But I have to catch ago. up, dude. Did you get your limb out of your roof? I did. You yeah, did. I sawed that up. Yeah. How 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 difficult was that? It was really heavy. Like it. I didn't realize how dense and and heavy it was. It was like, I mean, I, I sawed it in half. It was probably like like 150 pounds or something. Like just the bottom half of it. And so I was struggling to pull that thing out of the top of the roof. And uh, it. I mean, the hole it's was that big? long. It was huge. You see the picture? It was did, forked. There was like a big fork. That's what stopped it from going massive. all the way through. The the fork kind of stopped it. So. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to get that fixed and repaired. Uh, well, most important question: yeah. Did you get laid or what? I mean, you, you bet your sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather not. <laughs> so you, yeah, it worked, huh? So you, you got up there, started sawing away. It, it must be the sawdust or something. Shirt came off, yeah. uh, and it was just, and then it worked. It it, it did work. It, um, and I think um, 
it's it's almost at a level where it's kind of predictable. So what I'm if, getting worried about it. What if she's trying to like sprinkle it in here and there? Now. What if it doesn't really get her in the mood? She's just trying to encourage behavior. You know, like you do with oh. like a dog, like you give him a treat. Either way, I really don't care. <laughs> I feel that's I feel where like, I'm at. I feel like I'm too lazy doing the work. I would just like drive by like construction <laughs> sites. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's so why I just yeah. I would just take her Sprink- for a ride. Oh, no, yeah. this just shows you how yeah. easily she manipulated. Gets, yeah, she are. gets turned on like that. Like I I don't want to get out there and do the fucking work. I'll just drive her down to some construction sites. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the you want you want the assist? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna stand next to the hoop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hurry up, guys! Pass the ball. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, guys! Wow, let's get this done. Nail up, uh, nail up uh, some of those boards real quick. Hold on, so my wife I got can lube watch. and I got a lot of plans. Uh, so your Katrina told me to remind you about Grinder. Oh God! Yeah, what is what's what is this? So. First of all, I think it. We know what grinder is. I, know, I mean, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, well, to be honest with you, I actually don't know that much about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. Obviously, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Me either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like Tinder, right? Isn't it the same thing? No, I think it's different. It's it's more meetup like. Uh, so, for, okay. First of all, meet the story up. I think is way funnier <laughs> from her perspective. Because she went and told everybody at her work, and she's like, "I can't believe you didn't talk about this at my on Mind Pump." I'm like, because it's not as funny from my perspective as it is from yours. Because uh, when she tells a story, she tells it as if she's the guy or or she's her and she's watching it happen to me versus what it was like for me. What happened to you? So just like two nights ago, we're, we're walking the dogs late at night. And, um, you know, it's like eight or nine at, at, at night. And I just throw on whatever I have. So it's like, I don't think I even had underwear on. I'm wearing like fucking like a shawl. skinny sweats. I've got like my my bomber jacket and like beanie. I just look. I Keep going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we go, we walk the dogs. Now I walk Mozzie. She walks Bentley. Um, and you would probably think the opposite because Bentley's a bigger dog and Mozzie's the smaller one. But th- those are like our dog. Like Mozzie is attached to me more. Bentley's attached to her more. And so that's how we walk them. And... We're walking around the corner and, you know, Mozzie's playing with a stick and stuff and she gets ahead of me by, I don't know, maybe five, ten yards. And I'm and I'm and I'm standing there and this car pulls over. Now, from her perspective, this is what she's saying. And she's like, you know, tall, good looking buff guy walking a cute little white fluffy dog who's playing with a stick. And so then this car pulls up and the guy pulls up and he hollers at me (laughs) and he rolls the window down and I didn't hear what he said. And I'm like, huh? And he like shows me the phone and he's like, Grinder. No. Yeah. So he thinks he's meeting up with me for Grinder. And I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, not me, bro. You know? <laughs> so, he's, but he's, she thought it was hilarious. He steps out in sweat. Yeah. She thinks just... it's hilarious because she's, she's thinking the guy's looking for his Grinder meetup and he's driving around <laughs> and he's like, oh, please God, be this guy, this buff, good looking guy with a cute little white oh, dog. Baby Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So he's yeah. just all excited as he pulls up. And then I totally let him down and tell him, no, it's not uh, me, dude. So I guess. such a heartbreaker. What kind of car was he driving? Oh, what was it? It was like a... Um... <laughs> it's a Ferrari. Adam's like, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't like no, that. No, yeah. It was more like a Miata. No, yeah. it was like Taylor's car. What's the, a little Infinity? Oh, uh, your car. Like an Infinity like that. Older model? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit older. It wasn't, well, it wasn't a nice... What did he look like? Um, Looked like he was either Hispanic or... It was dark, right? So I, and, I was in, and he was in his car. Um, uh, probably, I don't know. He, he didn't look, he didn't look fit. He didn't look overweight, like an average looking guy. So he's literally like just showing his phone. Yeah. He, 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 lean, he, bang, pull, he pulls bang. up right next to me and he, and he, and he leans over the passenger side and he's like shaking his phone and looking at me, you know, grinder. And I'm like, but, and the first time I didn't put it together, like, huh? Yeah. And then he's grinder. And I'm like, 
Uh, no, no, <laughs> not me, bro. So I guess what a great place. Hey, what if he yeah. came at the wrong day? Uh, he's all, no, Katrina. I have no idea who that guy is, and he's like texting him later. He's like, I told you Thursday. What the fuck? Thursday. <laughs> so, is here. so I, I'm assuming because I don't know. I've never been on Grinder, but I guess it. You know, and you bring up like Tinder. I think it's more. I think it's actual meetup. I think it's like meetup and fuck. Well, I think it's it's yeah. Tinder, but with just men. So what would just guys do with a with an app? Like Tinder, right. obviously. Just fuck. Yeah, think about it. Like how does that like, go? Yeah. Obviously, like well, everybody, a everybody's a pig like you, yeah. bro. No, but they're, every, they're all men. How so do you know they don't want to get together and read poetry. It, well, I mean, right? I, I mean, I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but you know, they're guys. <laughs> Look, let me ask you a question. When you're when you're going when you're going back and forth with the girl talking or whatever, there's a lot of the you know like okay, we got to talk. What? Imagine if it was just like Justin. Yeah, imagine if it was just Justin. You think that guys, yeah. you'd be like, hey, uh, guys would just be more direct, or, or don't way imagine more, it. Way more direct. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course, they're going to be like that. They're guys, so of yeah. course it's going to be more. So more, it's uh, just meet up. A, so like, it's just yeah. a meet up and fuck app. Like, like they don't even usually talk. Just like, eh? Because yeah. I, I would Maybe. think I would think there's apps just like Tinder or whatever that's just for gay men that is just like Tinder, but it's just purely gay men on there. Mm-hmm. Or I would think that Tinder has an option on there that you would put gay male mm-hmm. and it matches you with all gay. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think you need to go to so I think it's yeah, a think different option. I think it's a different app, bro. I don't think it's exactly Tinder. like Tinder because yeah. I think Tinder already has all those options, doesn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine that Tinder wouldn't make a an option for for straight, straight gay, or gay. Bi, yeah, that's whatever. like a, that's pretty obvious to me. That would be a no brainer that you would put that in there. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. so I think I think Grinders literally made to meet up and fuck. So I it's think. it's it's another dating app, but mainly. For, I don't think it's a dating. App. I think it's a fucking app. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, the member um, uh, adult friend finder. God, that's old school. Yeah, it is. I think that's what it was. It called. I still get ads for that. Do you know I have a buddy that got that met his wife through that? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and they're still together. Yeah, no, they got no kids way. and everything. No way. Yep. Yep. Really? He that, met, that is a love story. He went on Adult Friend Finder, met this girl to hook up with, and and that's they fell in love. So I trained. They have kids. Together. I trained. <laughs> I trained a girl. That's a great story. It's beautiful. I trained a girl that was a, one of the the ladies responsible for the creation of it. I don't know how high up she was or whatever, but it was way before I even knew what the fuck it was. She introduced me to it, and she was just like wow. selling me on how great it was. Wow. She's like, oh, I travel all over the world, and all I have to do is put in my location, and there's five or six people that I could fuck there in that area, and I'm just all nonchalant. I always feel like that women don't need that, though. It's kind of easy, right? Isn't it much easier for a woman? Uh, I don't know about that, Sal. Really? Yeah. You don't uh, think it's that easy? I mean, if you're a dime, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think it, it even might- Even if you're not, though, you could be a nickel. And yeah, I think you, you might be, be okay. Yeah, you'd be maybe a penny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, somebody's out there. I don't think. I mean, I don't think. I, I don't think men are that that crazy desperate, are they? I mean, I think it's we're just not as hard. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. We're not that difficult, you know, in, in that sense. Like it's not hard to find a man who just wants to have sex. Mm. It's much more complicated to find a woman who just wants to have sex. That's right. a fact. I think that's a fact. I, I think that the roles are reversed a little bit. Yeah. Well, maybe it cuts out the whole having to wait till you know forever till the bar closes. Mm. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's just right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you guys see that one post that I did that Taylor got a little irritated with me because I put the little emo- the little uh, emojis of the uh, it was like the little peach and the, oh, the, the eggplant. eggplant. Yeah. Thing. The oh, you did that. Well, I did because I did. the article. You put that on there. Yeah. I put it on. There. So the article is, and I don't know this, I didn't didn't see you do that. Did you guys know that in the UK, starting in spring, 
mm-hmm. you're going to need to have a a government ID. Oh, I did see you that. You have to apply for an ID to watch porn online. Like, like you literally fill something out. You have to. Like, yeah, hey, you have, I would like to watch porn, please. Yeah, you're gonna have what's called a special porn pass mm. from the government. It's gonna. And so when you go do you on, carry it around with you. No, I no, I think you go online and. Do you, you think this is a bad idea? Um. Yeah, I think it's. A, I don't I, look. I here's the thing. I don't think. I don't think it's great for everybody to look at porn all the time. We've talked about that before, but I do. I don't. I do think it's a bad right. idea. Well, that's the a government, personal, you know, decision. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, le- it's, uh, what are they doing? Morality. They're trying to legislate right. morality. Um, oh my and, God, you did do the mo- the, wow. the peach and wasn't that? Yeah, uh, wow, that is a little. And, and I'm sure it's going to cost money to get this ID. So of course, that's yeah. a way for them to raise money. Now, when you didn't they put a tax on? Uh, was it soda or? I think I remember like back in the day, it was like some form of like uh, it was either some sugar tax or something. Uh, am I am I wrong in that? Do you remember that? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I remember there being a movement in that direction, is in terms of trying to uh, get the. Get everybody healthier by putting more of a, a tax on on shitty food. Mm. All, all I know is is with this porn pass thing, I, it's going to be super easy to get around. I can only imagine, right? Like all somebody has to do is screenshot or download a bunch of it and then share it through other means. And then how are they going to control it? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, so it's, no, it's no different than stealing getting, music or getting alcohol when you're mm. a kid that's underage alcohol is way harder though you can't download alcohol well yeah no it's harder <laughs> can you imagine sure. if you could download alcohol <laughs> you can get it in the One mail day, now maybe. Huh? Uh, you can get it in the mail in powder form you can no. you yes oh i heard about this yes it's so dangerous i can't believe that passed yeah you can what? actually buy powder alcohol yeah and reconstitute it right in some in liquid or water or whatever yes, yes. how have, have i never heard of this that's right it's crazy like think about how dangerous that is that's you know, great. Pouring a bunch of powder, and you don't even know, like some kids and getting you, a hold of that. And you're, as I say, and you control the percentage of it, I would yeah. imagine then. I mean, you could water yeah. it way down, or you could put just a little bit of yeah, water. Yeah, what if you right. fuck up with a decimal? You know what I mean? You put the decimal in the wrong place, and like, I think this is, you know, you know, 5% yeah. alcohol, and it's, you know. Well, I'm buzzed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You die. Yeah, yeah there, was a, there was a kid that actually um, died. Yeah, see, there it is. Alcohol, uh, powdered alcohol. Look at that. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. it's real. It's already banned in New York. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good luck. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah man. Th- there was this, there was a, uh, a Can kid. Can we order some, Doug, maybe? Uh, <laughs> probably gross. I mean, I want to see it. Well, that, that reminds me, remember when we were in Austin and we tried the, it was like a vape of alcohol? Oh, this is new. Dude. This is only 2015. Look at the name okay, of I it. I don't feel so bad anymore. The, the name of this company, Palcohol. Palcohol? Like <laughs> yeah. it's my friend? No, yeah, you're not that. my friend. If, if you, would you like to forget everything? Would you, are you lonely? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, die? Do you want to pal? But, you know, kind of yeah. do it in a funner way. Do you want to die in a Try fun? Palcohol. In a blazing glory. And then you, you make up your own... Uh, I guess your own recipes and stuff. Wow. Wow, That's kind of crazy right there. I don't like that. Powder, when they put chemicals in powder form, you get like, there was a kid that died from powdered uh, caffeine Mm. because Mm -hmm. he bought, uh, which now I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can't buy anymore, but he bought a bag of, used to be really easy to do, maybe you can still do it, of powder uh, caffeine. And caffeine is... Lethal. Oh yeah. yeah! If you took like a handful of that powder and just threw it in your mouth, so him and his which buddies, you know some asshole has probably done. Well, him and his buddies thought it would be funny if he ate a teaspoon of it, and he didn't realize he took like two thousand milligrams or something oh, like that. Of, holy of, shit! Of, yeah, of caffeine, which is like you know, it's like ten cups of coffee all at once, and he died. Yeah, he died from it. Yeah, 
That's crazy. Yep, yep. No, it's real, man. Wow. It's it's pretty crazy. So when you do when you do the stories or memes and you do shit like that, that that's edgy with mm-hmm. like emojis like that, that Taylor doesn't like. Yeah. Do you get pushback on by your uh, followers? No, they love it. Yeah. yeah, or stuff that you say. No, we no. we expect that. I get shit time. all the time. You get pushback, really? Yeah, I do. I've, it, it seems that any time I yeah, I, but I'm nicer than you. That's why. Yeah, no, I know. You're more liked <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a scale of of most to least yeah. liked, yeah, yeah, Justin easily. Yeah, yeah no, no, Justin went. Justin and Doug yeah. win yeah, for sure. It's, it's the feeling sorry factor. Ju- Justin and Doug are uh, <laughs> no. most liked if on a scale of one to yeah. ten, they're they're sk- they're like, eight oh, to ten. Oh, you tried. And then I you, you and I fall in the middle. What did you What did you say? It's the sorry. Factor? It's the feeling sorry factor. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's, no, not, it's not, dude. No, it's cool. no. it's good. You're People, just more relatable. I like it. It's true. You're it's more. True. You're more relatable. Yeah. No. It's, I'm fluffier. So, what yeah. kind of pushback do you get? People always try. And here, I don't know. Like, I don't know the right answer to this, right? Like, what do you guys believe? You know, here because we've we've built this platform, uh, because there is now a lot of people that listen to the show and follow everything that we're doing. Do you believe that we have some sort of responsibility because of that? Um, I, you know, I feel it. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel a certain responsibility. For example, if I, uh, if I say, if I give out like really terrible or dangerous fitness or nutrition mm-hmm. uh, advice, um, I know that there's people who. I know some people who follow me will be like, "Okay, Sal said it." Therefore, okay, it must so be true. I agree with this because. That is what we we've built this platform on is our fitness knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. So I do feel the response. I'll, I'll go with this one. I do feel the responsibility of mm-hmm. the information that we present related to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think that we. I don't know if I would consider myself an expert, but I would think that I am a professional in that field. Therefore, if I'm presenting information rela- related to health and fitness, I do feel a responsibility to present good information. Right. Everything else, though, is fucking fair game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Everything else is me. Yeah. Everything else is... Well, the responsibility being that you're authentically who you are. Th- th- and that's how I feel. I yeah. feel it's more important for me to say how I feel, be who I am, be as authentic as I possibly can, regardless if it fucking offends a bunch of people or not, than it is for me to uh, be careful of what I say because I might hurt somebody's feelings or... You know, it was it was related to the the recent episode we just did, where I was talking shit about my roommate Casey, and I was rolling him on the bus. Oh, that was a fuck a, that guy, a right? roast. Fuck yeah, that guy, and you know of course, I mean? yeah. of course, like you know, some people come to his rescue about addiction. You know, and and you know, I you know, I can't really. Believe, yeah, yeah, and they're giving me shit that I because you were because you were talking shit because he was a cokehead. You were right. People were like mm-hmm. right. Be more sensitive about right. That. And and listen, I, it's not that I don't have empathy for addiction. I too have battled with addiction. I mean, I, anybody that has, uh, and will probably tell you that opiate addiction is probably the fucking worst. Yeah. Um. And it, it was a nightmare. So uh, it's not that I don't have empathy for somebody that struggles with that. But I also don't feel sorry, and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking made the choice to put those in my mouth. I made the choice to keep coming back and doing it again. Like, don't feel sorry for me. I just don't understand why it's okay to call somebody an asshole if they do other things, but yeah. not an asshole if they're. I mean, that's that. It started somewhere. It was his decision, right. and so you know. Well, not to mention that I I actually went light on the guy. Like, there's a lot of things that <laughs> there's way more shit. Yeah, there's way more shit that that fucker did. Like, as far okay, here's here's an example. I'm talking about. I so I had just Justin, you remember my lifted Chevy, right? Yeah. That shit was three weeks old, 
and I was taking him out because he had a really rough, a really rough like uh, something happened in his family. I don't even remember what it was, but I wanted to bring him up to my best friend's house and take him wakeboarding and kind of get his mind off of it, being a good dude. And he's in the back seat of my of of my brand new fucking truck, and uh, lights up a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, dude. dude. I'm like, can you wait? And he's just like, oh man, you know. And he's kind of like making me feel bad about telling him no, right? And I'm like, fuck, okay, okay, just please be careful back there. Son of a bitch, fucking burns a hole in my seats, dude. Oh my god, it's brand new. I mean, this, this, there's a there's a laundry list of things that this guy did. That, Straight up asshole. Man. And I, I and I was a really good person to him. And then you're addicted to coke, and I don't know about it, and you don't you don't express it. You don't give me an opportunity to even help you there. Like fuck you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I don't feel sorry for talking shit about that person. Like, and I think I I could have went on and on and on about all kinds of other stuff. So and then somebody. Do you know what he's up to now? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I have no idea where he's at or where he's. It's been so long since. I had have talked. you ever have you guys ever known somebody that was a complete just shit butt degenerate? And then, yeah, and then like years later, you you never heard of from them, and then years and years later, you run into them, and they're totally different. Has oh, that yeah. ever happened to you? Oh yeah, yeah. I had this. Yeah, huh? I had this sales guy, this guy that worked for me selling memberships, and he was, you know, he wasn't a bad dude. Uh, he was a he was an okay salesperson. You know, he showed up to work and did his job. But he was kind of a slime ball, you know what I mean? Just kind of a, a, a douchebag. Just the way he talked about girls, the way he whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody you would not trust around your sister or friends that were female or anything like that, right? I see this guy. I became friends with him on Facebook like a month ago. He's like, he's got four kids, talks all about, he's like super hyper-Christian now, always mm-hmm. talks about God. You know, I love my families and that. Talks to me, you know, comments on certain things. Totally different. Yeah. Completely different person. So it's weird to see that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, I ran into this bully like from junior high. I remember distinctively, like I hated this guy. Like he was just such a dick to everybody. And like you, you could tell something must have, like now that I think about it, something must have been happening at home where he was just lashing out on everybody. But I mean, he picked like we got in a fight because he, he picked up this like dirty condom. Like, whoa. And, and then they like, threw it at me. And, what like, school did you go to? <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? That's a dirty I, condom on campus. Yeah, on the junior high campus. On junior high, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. damn, I dude. Know. Yeah, we were uh, gangster ass kids. We, we were evol- uh, uh, you know ahead of our time, I guess. But uh, yeah, so that, I mean, I just I raged. I raged on the guy. We got into it and all this, and then like uh, on the football field, it was great because he had never played a sport. I could tell. And then he he thought he was all tough and like decided to uh, in in high school get on the football team and i'm like oh fuck yes you know like oh yeah you're a tough guy right and so we get into like hitting drills and i'm just unleashing on this guy like relentlessly relentlessly over and over just hitting him as hard as i can and uh just just this disdain and then he's you know talking shit to me we had this like just relationship where i'd see him on campus and we're just i just couldn't stand the guy and i I meet him at like um one of the high school games the old like like alumni game or whatever and he comes over and he like apologized to me and I'm just like, ugh. No like, way. Yeah. And I just, I didn't want, like, it was just like, it was hard for me to accept it, you know? Cause I just, I had so much of that. Like, You're like, like I want to hate I you. see his face, you know? I'm just like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't do that. Like, I, I, yeah. Oh, but, man. but it was good. It was good for me. Cause it was like, wow, like people can change. That's you know? weird that he apologized too. Like yeah. he was, he's fully aware that he was a douchebag. He knew, he knew he's a douche, but again, yeah. like this is me like, re- re- reflecting back like i guarantee he mm. was going through all kinds of shit mm. are those vioris 
They are. Those sweats right there? Yes. Are those the new ones? Uh, these aren't the brand new ones. So they have they have a new line that just came out Let me see. of the of the pants. This one with a little zipper on the side of them. I forget oh, the, yeah. the the name of these ones. These are my favorite uh pants that they that they have so far. But I'm really excited. I didn't I don't think I told you guys yet. Um when uh when Taylor re-signed the contract with them, he negotiated uh an an outfit for all of us every single month. So, so we can pick out more? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, no, I forgot to tell you guys that. I, it's the <laughs> I, was, only... I, was, I was actually considering taking all four for myself, and I'm like, fuck, that's way too you much. Did... I don't need all What a jerk. <laughs> I would not put it past he you. He just decided right now. Hey, I just uh, told you. He just you're decided. Like, oh, yeah. We have to mention Viore. I guess I should mention this. <laughs> Literally this <laughs> second, he just thought of it. It's the only, oh, man. It's the only like active wear or whatever you want to call it that yeah. I've gotten compliments on. Like You no, never get complimented on sweats. It's exciting. Like it's actually really exciting uh, to see them see how rapidly they are growing yeah. uh in the fitness space i mean they really are making a run now do you do you like to work out in them also because they're they're designed for exercise well, uh yes and no i don't think they're designed for just exercise well you know it's, what i mean yeah like it's active wear yeah, right yeah, yeah. so uh, you can i can it's very similar i mean i think the and i'm sure they'd be mad at me for mentioning this in, in a in a viore mention but you know what i think part of what made lulu so popular was they created this great gym apparel wear that people were also wearing out because yep. it looked yep. good, it fit great, yep. it's like comfortable, it's all the above, right? And it's made of high quality material, so it's nice. It's fashionable. So I right. prefer I prefer to work out in in Viore, uh, like the, the sweats or whatever. Yeah, I would actually because I would, they don't they don't. I hate I hate working out in long pants. Period. End yeah. of story. But I don't mind the Viore ones because I don't feel like I'm suffocating. That's them. the weird part. I, yeah. I even wear like um, so. What do they call the technical pants? The the actual pants, not the sweats. Oh um, yeah, the tactical ones. Yeah. So I've actually, I've actually <laughs> technical, <laughs> <Is it> te <laughs> technical, tactical. I don't the, know. They're, they're technically pants. They're technically <laughs> pants. Like uh, if you want to get to the brass tacks. But I, I can squat and I can deadlift and I can do all these things and like. I just I love it because I'll go work outside and then I'm like oh, I want to get a work, little workout in and I don't have to like make a whole big deal out of it where I have to go change and do all this stuff and like and then go back out and so I, I've I've been like wearing pants working out like the majority of the time now. Yeah, I've always weird. just I've always just hated working out in long pants. I feel constricted and suffocated. And then I get really hot. Yeah, exactly. And so I've always hated it. I've I never would, I, I never understood how people could work out in sweats. As but, much as I work out in it, I would say I wear it out more than anything else though. Yeah. Because like, I like them. I really like, I like the fit. I like how they look. I like how they feel. Like, yeah, you can get away with it. And I can, those. and I can, if I wear, like today I'm wearing them, right? So I could, I could turn around and wear them in two days because they're not going to get really dirty if I don't, unless I sweat in them. So if I sweat in them, I got to wash them. I got to wait for the rotation to come around, right? Which is like, you know, Katrina does laundry once a week. So I got to wait till mm. the following week before I wear them more. Yeah. Cause God forbid if you did laundry. Easy, bro. <laughs> Trying to ruin shit for me or what, dude? I just hey, started don't trying fuck up to my household. Yeah, yeah. come and fuck up my household. <laughs> right. Things are going just fine over there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, you could do it every once in a while. A little, little bus roll. Just throwing a little, throwing a load. Sal just fa figured this out. Yeah, so he wants yeah, to yeah. virtue signal it out. Do there. you do your laundry? Uh, I do. I like doing the laundry for for. I have well, first of all, I have my kids, and so they have a lot of kids produce a lot of. It's, it's endless. Um, but I don't mind doing it because I, I put music on and it's kind of meditative. I know that sounds stupid, but I, it's a mental space I have to put myself in to do this kind of stuff. Otherwise, I, I'll, I'll dread it. You what, know are, what, I mean? what what house chores uh, do you guys do and, and you don't do? Like, what do you guys like to do you don't mind doing and then like what you absolutely hate to do? 
I do. I, I don't. I do laundry quite a bit. Uh, Who cleans the house most of the time for you? Like, who's doing the floors, the toilets? Who's cleaning the house? Well, we have somebody that comes uh, once a week to do that. But then oh, Jessica, you have, you Jessica, got, you got a maid once a week. Yeah, once. That's a week. more than me. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a boy. You must. Bro, be I got a, kids. You must be a slob. Yeah, right? yeah, I am. I mean, I yeah, we we we're on a. Every ten days is what I have. I've, I've figured it out after all these ten days. Yeah, yeah. bro, kids are messier than dogs. Bro. Well, I was gonna say that's the re- only reason why I have it every ten days. I would have it kids once or twice dogs. a month if it was just Katrina and I. But the dogs, I mean, their hair gets there and have wood floors, so mm-hmm. it, it within oh, easily within a week you're starting to see hair, and that just mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes the place look dirtier than what it really is. So. Every ten days, I have somebody come in and and take care of yeah. all the deep cleaning. No, we we like things to be organized and clean, so we have someone come once a week. But then Jessica does a lot of the stuff uh, in the house. But if there's dishes, I'll clean them. If there's yeah. stuff that needs to get washed, I like I, I do a lot of laundry. That's my favorite thing. To who's do, I guess. who's who's cleaner and messier out of you guys' as partners? Like who's the neat freak or who's the clean one? Who's oh, the dirty one? Are you, wow. are you, We're yeah. probably both guilty. That's that's the problem. You guys are both slobs. Yeah, but in different ways. Mm. Like, um, what do you mean? Uh, in ways like he like, always has food like on I dirt dirt wise I'm, I'm like I, I track dirt and I'm I, you know it doesn't bother me like dirt wise on, on the floors yeah but actual clutter it drives me fucking crazy so, uh, okay so I I am constantly grabbing things and trying to organize and put them in places and do things and build shit to put them in places and every time I get home there's stuff on the dinner table or like the counters that's just like strewn papers and uh, you know, clothes and whatever the fuck, and I, it drives me insane. But same on her end, where it's like I'm like like she's like ah oh, always sweeping like what right after me because I'm just like tracking shit. I don't even realize it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I I used to hate washing dishes, but I realized like I have to I have to like it, you know, and like like kind of what you figured out, Sal. Like I, it's like no, this this has to be my thing because I don't cook. I just I'm not a cook. I'm like I've I, I've I've done it. I'll, I'll do grilling all day. Like I'll do anything outside. I feel like that counts. Why do people discount that? I feel like that counts. Because you're limited. I think. Yeah. You know, like if at some I point, I can grill a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the only time I take over dinners is grilling. Yeah. Same here. I I've, yeah. in the summertime I do most of the cooking because of that. Because su- yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually really enjoy it. So that's yeah, that's, so that, do I. That's so, and, I, and I love like you know preparing that and marinating the meats and all that kind of stuff. See, the way I cook is very much like the, like a bodybuilder, I guess. Is I look yeah. at, I look at the foods as like proteins, fats, and carbs. Like, okay, right. what are we gonna? Dude, have? I lived off the George Foreman grill See? in college. Man. Yeah, so my kids yeah. are my kids are always like you know steak and rice again and you know, broccoli again. I'm, I'm like, like it's yeah, vegetables. it's exciting, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah there's like, nothing, nobody's excited. There's nothing yeah. you know different or new about it. So Jessica's far more creative in that. What about you? Who's more who's more clean? You were Katrina. Well, you know what's funny, and and I think she's she's gonna be mad for me saying this right here. But when we first, so those that don't know, when Katrina and I first met, um, I I I'd only had my house for about a year later, and I sold it and I moved in with her. So I'm 20 years old when I get my place. So and when I bought my place at at 20 or 21, it was like a big deal for me, and I was like took care I was super anal clean white floors white couches white everything anal clean. no totally everything was super clean and I and I kept it like that and when she came into the relationship I was already moved out of my place I was renting some of the rooms out and I was on the way to selling it and I really didn't care about it I'm not in it or whatever and I didn't care about the place I moved in with her and for the first time and here I am at like almost 30 years old and I'm and I'm, I'm living in, uh, in her place and I just didn't have the same sense of pride. I really didn't. And I remember we'd kind of get into it every once in a while because 
she would mention like, you know, you when I'd see your place, it was never you never left shit out. You always did the dishes like, you know, she I, and I and I'd feel guilty. Now, like, would I, she pick up after you? Yeah, she did. Maybe that's why. Yeah, no, she did. She yeah. absolutely did. And uh, for a long time in our relationship for shit, I mean, six of the six or seven of the eight years uh, Katrina 100 um, percent did most all the house household stuff cleaned um, cleaned up behind me. And I remember having like this. Uh, I struggled with this a lot. Like, why do why the fuck am I? Why do I can't get up to to do this stuff? And I would have moments of or I would because I'm like having all this self-talk and then I would fall off the wagon again of doing that. And I really struggle with it. I know she was challenged with it a little bit. And by by the way, too, I'm not messy because this is me being going from like super anal clean guy to all of a sudden, okay, I'm not really picking up after myself, but I'm not a slob either. I would never let it get crazy, but enough to where she's having to pick up after me. Well, we just recently moved into where we now four months or five months. I don't know, somewhere around there into our new place. And it's just her and I, right? And when we did... We got rid of everything and started all from scratch, and it's everything's brand new in my house. Everything's brand new. It's nice. I picked it out, or she picked it out. We picked it out together, and now I'm back to me. Like I, I'm the one who comes behind her, and you know she'll come walking in from a long day at work. She sets her purse down on the counter. She throws her coat over the chair. She sets down whatever mail she was carrying, and I freak out right away. Like I, what do you? Why? Why do you put this here? It has a place. Hang it up in here. <laughs> oh, and no. so she's like, "What the fuck? Like, yeah. where did this come from? Like, you were never like this." And I guess it was. I guess there's something to be said about that. When now is she happy now? Now that you're doing she all is. That? I okay. mean, like, and or is she like, I like it the other way? No, I think serve. if you were to ask her, she she greatly appreciates because I help out her on. I mean, many mm-hmm. times she comes home now and the house is already spotless and clean because, I mean, before I go to even work, I she gets up earlier than I do and leaves. I clean in the morning and then I clean again when I come back. So mm-hmm. I'll come, I'll get up in the morning, straighten up whatever dog toys we had out or fold blankets or, you know, get the couch all like back to like perfect. And then when I come home, I do it again. And so when she gets home from work later on the night, the house is normally clean. There's no dishes. There's no nothing. And It's crazy how uh, your environment will start to reflect the way you feel in your mind. Like if, you, if it's cluttered, if it's dirty, mm-hmm. you start to feel anxious. You start to feel, and this is real, they, yeah. you know. Many times, anxiety experts will tell you if you're very anxious. One of the things they'll tell you is to go organize your closet, mm. or organize your your uh, garage, or organize your room. Or Have whatever. you guys seen the tidying yeah. up on? Yeah, Netflix? I was, I was yeah, just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a great show. No, I heard it was great. I was actually with my um, yesterday. I got my haircut, and I'm talking to my hair. Which, by the way, I'm jumping all over stories here today. Uh, it's so crazy how uh, once somebody gets looks at or anything to do with Organifi. Organifi has to be one of the best companies when it comes to retargeting people. Mm. And so I walk in the salon. I haven't been there in a few weeks. And I had three different hairstylists walk up to me asking me all about gold juice. And I was like, what is, where's this coming from out of nowhere? And they, they must have all either bought a product or looked at something before because they're all getting nailed with the new, the new uh, gold juice. And they said like, hey, is it, and it reminds me too, and this is very important, I think, for us to like keep our pulse on how the average consumer looks at products and things like that. Because the questions they're asking me, I'm I'm very honest about stuff and I'm not going to, just because we're sponsored by them, I'm not going to push and sell a product hard. And they're like, hey, should I get that gold juice? It said this, and they're saying all these grandiose things. And I'm like, no, it's, listen, like... It's it's not going to be it's not something revolutionary. It's got it's got stuff in it that's been around for a very long time. 
Um, do I use it? Absolutely. I love it. But is it something that I have to take every single night? No, it's no, no supplement should be that. No, way. it's yeah. not exactly. And, I, and I'm telling, I'm trying to have the, I'm having this conversation with all of them. Like it's because they were asking questions like, is it going to make this big difference? Like, am I going to lose 30 pounds? Right. You know, or is it like, oh my God, is it going to be, am I going to get the most amazing sleep because of it? I or- think if people really had uh, realistic expectations from supplements, like, okay, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to take this and it's going to help both my digestion or I may notice, you know, deeper sleep or it's going to fulfill some of my nutrient requirements. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be mu- the people would be much better off versus having these these expectations that no nothing will ever fill. Like you can't yeah. you know, there's nothing that in, in the world that you'll take and it's going to just, you know, slap 10 pounds of muscle on your body and make you lose 30 pounds of body fat. It's not going to make you beautiful if you're ugly. It's not going to all of a sudden make you smart if you're dumb. But it, it, but there, there are some benefits, and I think people understand the real. Well, what what I explained to them, and and what I said is that, listen, I I love the gold juice. I absolutely use it. Has that become your favorite now, of their products? Yeah. Uh, or is it know. still the green? I, well, I, I mean, the green. Okay, if I were to say the things that I've used the most, I've used the green number one. I use that the most. <clears throat> then, then maybe the gold or a, a close second would be when I need protein and when I need my protein intake mm-hmm. and I use the protein powder um, are probably the ones I use, uh, use the most. But what I was trying to explain to them was if you've got issues in your relationship, you're stressed at work, you got all this other- You're not exercising. You're not exercising. You got all this stuff going on in your life and you're having trouble sleeping and then your answer is to buy the gold juice- like that's you're not addressing the root cause. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, does that mean that uh, I don't use it as a tool like that? No, I do. I mean, I I know there's certain days when I I have got a lot on my plate, and I know that I've been on my computer and my brain's going like crazy. And so then, yeah, and I've talked about it on the show before. I'll take you know a couple droplets of my Ned. I'll take the orange juice and and mix it in warm coconut milk. Gold juice or go, what did I say? Orange juice. Well, <laughs> I just, I, I I I'll never get juice. that. They hate me for that. I know they I do. Know they right? do. <laughs> They're like Adam, you sell a yeah. ton of orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Florida <laughs> loves. Yeah, you. Minute Maid is fucking killing yeah. it right yeah. now. But, yeah, yeah. No, so the, the I I love it like that. And you know, is there is there something about drinking the warm the warm milk with it at, at night and kind of help settle me? I don't I don't know, but it does help me in those cases. Now. Do I use it every single night? No, I don't yeah. because I, I don't want I want I don't want to have to use it every single night. I'd rather if there's something in my life that's causing me horrible sleep every single night, I need to address that. Like it's not a magic pill, right? Yeah, so. I had to have a similar conversation with one of my best friends that uh but in terms of like the goal or not the goal, the green juice, because um I recommend I actually gave him one of mine to try it out because I knew his eating habits were just, you know, atrocious. And when you're eating nothing but processed food all the time, I mean, he would work out and he was like fairly active, but you know, I knew he didn't eat vegetables. Like that was one thing I was just, I could see right away. Like now him just drinking that consistently for like a week, I, I met up with him again and he's just like, had this like amazing, like eye opening, like, Oh my God, like mm-hmm. I feel so much different, but it's because of the massive deficiency. Yeah. That's that's when you actually do feel like it's a magic pill, but then I have to like rein that in now. I'm right? Like, okay, like you see what that makes your body feel like, but like we have to incorporate real foods right. and vegetables in your life. That's what it's telling you. It, well, it's also too a lot of people like to have a drink that tastes good at some point during the day. And believe it or not, I never realized this was a problem until I became a trainer. Uh, that some people just don't like drinking water all the time. 
which I think is weird because I could just drink water all the time. It's not a problem. But a lot of people are like, well, I like to have a some a beverage that tastes good every once in a while. Yeah. Right. So here you go. You know, have here drink this gold juice at night or the green juice. Well, during the day. I, I think it's like one. It's one of those things that I think everybody should have in their cupboard. But and I know that supplement companies would like it, or I know their goal is to make rituals out of it. You know that oh before bed you always have this or oh every day yeah but yeah. that's no. every, every that's that's the key to, to selling a right product. and that's the, that's the key to selling it and making money but that's never will I ever recommend to a client like that like every day you should take your green juice like no every day you should try and get fucking vegetables yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every day your goal should yeah, be not to supplement take it, with it but the reality is because I know that because I even know that I'm trying that there's a lot of days that I fall short of that. So mm-hmm. then I utilize it like that. That's mm-hmm. but I'm not having it going like, oh, I'm doing a good job. I'm having my green juice every single day. I'm going, oh, I missed. I didn't get enough vegetables in today. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm I'm having this or, oh, I'm really stressed. And so now I'm using this tool. It's not like something that you want to become something that's a ritual. And I'm sure the company is probably not doesn't get excited about hearing. But that's just how that's that's the truth. Just going to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, that's real. that's how 100%. and that's the only way I would ever feel comfortable Ever even selling? I any probably sort. use it more than than any of you guys. I'm sure yeah. the green juice. Yeah, all of their stuff. Probably just because I like. It. I like it. You know why? Because we have it in the closet over here. So in between yeah. episodes, I tend to go out there and mix them up. So. Yeah, the green juice. I mean, that's one I actually do use quite consistently. Do you really? Yeah, out of like, I'm not a big supplement guy to begin with, and that's something that I have used that like more. Well, than don't most. you? I don't. I think it's because, I mean, at least for me. The hardest thing, and I remember after we had um, uh, Terry Walls on the show. Yeah, and yep, she great example. When we had her on the show, and she talked about you know six to eight like large servings yeah. of vegetables yeah. every day, and I was like, even if you think you're you're doing well, right? You're not even close. And that, that was that's exactly what. And I that felt, was something yeah. that really was like, wow, I'm like nowhere near that, and so that's why I think. I use it as much as I use it is because it's rare that I ever get close. It's rare that I have four or five meals and all four or five of them have a really big look. But I do. Sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. And when I do, then I'm not drinking the green juice. But and and I may not even do it if I miss one day like that. Oh, one day. But if I you know know that hey, it's been a couple of days since I've been very consistent with my vegetables. Hundred percent, I'm I'm using it. So I I for sure use that one the it's most. It's that whole um, you know most people underestimate or overestimate their consumption of of, of particular things. So like if something's supposed to be good for you. We tend to overestimate it. Like if you talk to the average person and say, "Hey, do you eat enough vegetables throughout the day?" Like, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. But then when they start to track, you're like, "Well, you actually don't, right?" Or yeah. do you do you eat too many calories? No, I don't eat too many calories. And they track and like, "Well, actually, you are eating far too many calories." So I think it's it, it's one of those things where we tend to over uh, underestimate. And vegetables is part of it. It's like the uh, like when you when we do those omega three tests and we look at our, the omega three levels in our blood, mm-hmm. and you know you're thinking like I eat enough fish, and then you look at it and you're like I'm not. My omega threes <laughs> like, are too low. That is shocking. So I need yeah. to take fish oil to get that up. That was shocking. You know for me. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Out Counting Stars. Can you please give your opinion on vibrating, pulsating tools that every celebrity and gym is promoting? 
Do they have any benefit or are they BS? These aren't what you're thinking, Justin. Uh, I love those rabbits, right? <laughs> yeah, not those, <laughs> not those tools. Oh, whoa, whoa. My bad. What are they, what are I, they, uh, yeah, what are they talking about exactly? So they're talking about a few ideas. They're talking about the Theragun. They're talking about the uh, foam rollers that vibrate, the little. Uh, oh, the, like those tools that Dr. Brink had. Well, yeah, we, we have some here. We have. Um, kind of, oh, the Hyper Ice ones. There you go. I yeah, the Hyper Ice. Those are great. Actually, I love. You know, my favorite one is that ball, the one that you kind of sit get. Right on the pure formus. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we do have them here. Um, I use them pretty infrequently. I don't, it's not like a go-to thing that I utilize, but I, I would say this last year, because we've had them in the studio for this for this whole last year, I, I probably used them 10 times. Mm-hmm. I'd say about 10 times I use it. It's a tool, you know, it's like, yeah. a, I think that, yeah. Yeah, they've I, been around forever. I'm, yeah. I mean, the original massaging tools were these big vibrating head massagers that uh you know unfortunately started getting used for for sex but but really they were designed for unfortunately or fortunately they were yeah. used for loosening up muscles and really the way they work or the way i think that they work is they when you send that kind of a a, a signal to, uh-huh. to the body where it's so fast that it causes the central nervous system to almost relax yeah. And so when you're foam rolling, for example, and I'm trying to, to, to work out a muscle, really what I'm trying to do is I'm applying pressure, it's painful, and it's telling my CNS to calm down so that that muscle then kind of loosens up. The vibrating component, I think, accelerates that process and also makes it a little bit less painful because it's sending so many different signals that you're not perceiving the pain the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like... Um, it's almost like when you put menthol on something that hurts. Mm-hmm. The menthol isn't making the pain go away in the sense that it's, it's penetrating it's and giving you a different sensation. It's a to different focus on. Yeah, and your yeah. and your brain is perceiving the cold rather yeah. than the pain, so you don't feel it. And so heard, that's what these vibrating tools, I think, help do. I heard somebody describe mm-hmm. like they called it the overbearing mother, the central nervous system, sometimes because of all of the governings that are in place, you know, to kind of protect you. And sometimes it can really. The, the signal is way too strong. And, you know, for like the, the vibrating tool for me, uh, if I'm driving and I'm, I've constantly been in traffic all the time and I get really tight and I do mobility flows and I really kind of try and get movement. Uh, but sometimes, I mean, I'm still like, I got these knots and I got things that are, are really restrictive and, and that signal is, is just, it's just overbearing. And so that's, that's when I'll use the, the vibrating, uh, it really does help to kind of get me into that place. Here, here's a good experiment you could do on your own, um, to see kind of how this works. So try to hold on to something stable, like a pull-up bar. Um, like let's, let's say you're holding onto a pull-up bar and you're trying to hang as long as you can, and then have somebody apply very strong uh, vibration to the bar. So maybe they put something like a vibrator or something on the bar, make it vibrate, and notice how much less uh, how much less time you can hold on to the bar. You'll find that you're not able oh, to yeah. grip the bar because the vibration is almost weakening you. It feels like it's weakening you. And really what it's doing, again, is it's sending so many signals to the body that the CNS kind of backs off. Mm-hmm. It relaxes. You can't squeeze the bar anymore. It makes you feel like you need to let go. And so what they're doing is they're taking advantage of what's happening here with these tools that are designed to loosen up tight areas. Um, because many times when you feel tight, like if you feel tension in your neck or tightness in your back or your piriformis or your hips, really what you're feeling is, is tightness in the muscle, but it's not tight in the same way that um, like a rubber band will be tight or that a, 
a rope is tight. It's tight right. just because this, your your central nervous system is sending a signal to that muscle, and it's telling it to be slightly flexed. Right. It's to be. Didn't slightly you used active. to visualize it like you're almost like kneading bread? Yes. You know, like way back in the day, like yeah. that's how I used to look at uh, foam rolling and and that whole process was I just. Oh, I must be all bunched up with my muscle tissue and I yeah. have to like knead it out. It's not true. It's not right? like that. Yeah. No, it was so mind blowing for me to, to learn this uh, later on in my career. Like, like stretching, for example, is a good example of this. I could take anybody who's tight and I can Im- increase their range of motion by at least a couple inches within 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, it may be not permanent, but within, you know, this, like you go and stretch, you'll find that at the end of your stretch session, you're more flexible and you have more range of motion than you did at the beginning. Now, does that mean that you actually lengthen the muscle? Mm-hmm. No, it just, your central nervous system literally laid off a little bit. It kind of took a, a back seat and allowed the muscle to relax a bit because the central nervous system has been is now thinks it's safe to do so. And so these vibrating uh, machines will do this, and so you can take advantage of this effect on your body when you're really tight. You know, Another thing that does this are those big vibrating plates that you stand on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are those called? Uh, 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 vibrating plates. Something plate? Is it just yeah. vibrating plate? Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, so... Power plate. Power, power plate. plate, thank you. I remember when those first came out, I thought it was the biggest crock of shit ever. I was like, this is so stupid. Biggest waste of money it's of like all 50, time. It's dollars yeah. yeah, I still think it's an insane investment. I still don't think it's worth the investment. However, uh, you know, year, not that long ago, maybe about four years ago, I got a membership at the Club One gym down in, uh, was that, uh, Silver Creek. And they have a power plate in there. Mm-hmm. And because it's there, I, I messed with it a little bit. And I found that when I would just get on it and turn it on real strong, I could immediately get into a deeper squat position. That would normally take me about 10 to 15 minutes of stretching and warming up to be able to do. Yeah. So it's like a faster way of getting my CNS to calm down a little bit. Well, and these, and too, like uh, these have become very popular to they're almost like attachments to a drill uh, i've, seen, I, that, I've yeah. seen which which um man it feels good though i mean it's it's like a self-massager or uh something along those lines but at the same time it's it's it, it this is an acute sort of uh fix to to the to the real underlying problem yeah, i wouldn't even call it a fix though because or, or just like relief I should yes say. Yeah, not yes fix, because yeah. there's a right way to use these and then there's a waste of time way to use yeah, these yeah, well yeah. you're not Here's the thing. We we actually were in negotiations with a couple of these companies, and we didn't do it. And part of the reason why we didn't do it was, uh, and and I can almost guarantee almost all these people that you see on social media that are pushing it, it's performance driven. They want these companies want to pay you based off of your sales. And I look at this very very similar to. Uh, supplements. And one of the things that we would never do on this show is also be paid by a company based off of our performance with selling the supplements and pushing them. Um, I think it's something that can absolutely aid in uh, some relief, temporary relief, but you're not addressing the root cause. The Mm -hmm. same thing I believe about supplements. It's like, uh, do I use vitamin D occasionally? Yeah, because I don't get enough sunlight sometimes and so that's but ideally i would rather be in the sun and getting it naturally than me actually supplementing it well if you roll or use these vibrating tools because you've got hip or knee pain and it gives you temporary relief you're not fixing the problem you're not fixing the root cause because it'll just keep happening to you again 
And I didn't feel comfortable with us pushing a product like this and and trying to get people to buy it and, and use it all the time when it's they're not really doing what they should be doing, which is a, addressing the root cause. Now, I was okay with us talking about it and sharing our stories on how we've all used it or we would u- utilize it, but to be to make us talk about it to where we were having to promote it to sell it and push it all the time just wasn't going to happen. And so we completely turned that down because of that, because none of us in this room, I can't remember the last time I'd seen either one of you on it. Now we have them and Mm -hmm. yes, I have used them. I said maybe 10 times this last year, I've got on those things and used them. And I've had some client friends of mine and stuff that have used them, but I, I, I don't think it's something that like everybody needs to have. And in fact, I do think that you should go deeper into why if my hip hurts and I've got pain there and I roll on this thing and and oh, wow, it makes it feel better. That's not the answer to my problem Mm -hmm. isn't going and doing that the same way I feel about a lot of chiropractors that just readjust you and make you feel better afterwards. It's not that the chiropractors aren't helping you or making you feel they're not addressing the root cause by just popping you back into place. You need to do the work and figure out why do I feel this way? And so that's kind of how I feel about these tools. I think it's a tool. I think it's something that um, if you have extra money to spend on things like this, uh, I think that's great. I think, you know, have it, have it in your gym or have it in your gym bag as a, a nice go-to thing. But to just keep using it to alleviate this this pain that you keep having on your IT or low back or your piriform or wherever you've got it and just get in the habit of using that to relieve it, well, you're still setting yourself up for long-term failure because there's something, there's dysfunction going mm-hmm. on that's causing that. And right. this isn't the answer to dysfunction. It's kind of a Band-Aid for it, for temporary relief. I think it could be a part of the answer. I, by itself, it's not. Oh, agreed. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. chiropractic work. Chiropractic yeah. work can be a part of the answer. Good yeah. chiropractor adjusts you in place. Then you go do yeah. the, the exercises that's and the it. stretches. There's still work involved. Right, to yeah. solidify. That's the, it. Just like massage. Uh, I mean, massage, these tools, chiropractic, they're all different, but they're similar in the sense that you know, if I, the way I would use a, a tool like this is I would use it to in, to encourage a greater range of motion, but then I have to connect to that new range of motion and I have to change my recruitment patterns and I have to change my movement patterns. Otherwise, I'm going to end up back having to use this device again. Yeah. Like, do you want to have to foam roll every single day just to have pain uh, alleviation? Or would you rather correct the reason why you have that pain to begin with? Yeah. This was mind-blowing for me yeah. as a trainer. when I When I first understood this, it was like, oh, so I don't need to always have to, you know, really work out knots in my legs or my hips mm-hmm. if I just learn how to prime properly or if I learn how to move better, move better <laughs> so that that doesn't become an issue anymore. Um, and, and that's how you can use these properly. If they're used as Band-Aids constantly, that's all they're ever going to be is Band-Aids. And they may slow down the process of degeneration in terms of your movement and maybe your joints, but they're not going to stop it. Yeah. Like if you just only ever do this, like if you have back pain and you have to use one of these vibrating tools to make your back pain go away and you do this every single day, at some point they're not even going to work anymore because at some point the back pain is going to be so bad that there's issues that this vibrating gun or whatever isn't going to fix. But if you use this in a way to, you know, like here's how I used to do it. I would have a client that would come in and, you know, their mobility was bad because they were they were just hurt. So it was hard for us to even get into certain positions. So then I'd have a massage therapist work on them. Then they'd come in. Then they'd come out of the massage room. 
Now we're able to do a few exercises, the ones that are going to correct the problem in the first place. So all it did was it set me up in a way to now I can train them so that we can prevent this from happening in the first place. And over time, it got to the point where they didn't need to have anything take pain away before we got into the work. And then it got to the point when that pain didn't exist anymore. Um, and so that's really the key with all this stuff, whether it's the power plate or the, the vibrating guns or chiropractors and that stuff. So there's definitely a value, but the way people are selling them, I think is wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I see a lot of people selling them as like, you know, you know, use this every day never have back pain again, never have hip pain again and whatever. Well, it's cause they have to sell it like to Adam's point. Yeah. And that, that well, and I'm telling you, that's how, cause we've been talking to two of the, two of the biggest companies in this for a long time now. I mean, they've sent us all the toys. Yeah. We've got them in here and stuff, but the reason why we didn't pick them up is because we don't any any commercials that we do with Mind Pump we do organically and we do like at, at our pace that we would utilize it and then we're not going to be we're actually using it. Well, yeah, I, and I don't. I think that's how we keep integrity with the things that we that we market or sell on the show is that it's it's not something that we're we have to get we have to push this many to make this much money because then all of a sudden then I I can't help it I'm a salesman by heart so then yeah. I'm going to be motivated mm -hmm. to talk about my use with it the, the the vibrating thing all the time and it's like well that's not I don't use it all the time. yeah I don't use it all the yeah, time and yeah. I and I, I and I wouldn't encourage somebody to use it all the time I think it's I think it's a great tool yeah. and, and can be utilized but I also would want I mean hey I was probably five years straight a foam the foam roll guy every time every yeah. time yeah, same. all every my clients time. before every, we even got yes, started all my yeah. and i don't anymore and that's just because i'm i'm better educated on what exactly it was doing and then better and not and, and that i wasn't addressing the root cause i thought i was breaking up adhesions yeah. i thought i was breaking up adhesions and that was something i needed to do and this was man now understanding exactly what's going on with with foam rolling now and how I can better prevent it through moving better. And this was before I was introduced to Ken stretch and FRC yeah, type huh. stuff that now I'm like, I've, I haven't, I haven't touched a foam roll in years now. Mm -hmm. And every, those that have been listening to the show for a long time, remember when I gave it up, I went on that when I went on my mobility kick, I, and I started doing that and started priming before all of my workouts. That was mind blowing for everybody. I completely eliminated yeah. it and never looked back. And I and I feel better now and move better now than I ever have in my entire life. And I think to myself, wow, the progression that I made in that one to two year time of dropping the foam roll and actually addressing the dysfunction and then improving my mobility, I made more headway in those two years than I did my previous twelve years as a personal trainer trying to deal with all yeah. this stuff. And I'm older and more broken down now than I was yeah, then. Well, and that's what we hope for, you know, to find that that type of efficiency. It's like, oh, this is really what we need to be focusing on. Here's an example, just to, just to simplify, of how I would use a device like this. I use this very specific example. Let's say I had a client who came in with forward shoulder, uh, upper cross syndrome, very common, right? Shoulders come forward, neck tends and head tends to come forward with it. And I'm trying to fix that. And the way I fix that is by strengthening the muscles that pull the shoulder blades back and down, right? Down, uh, back, so that they're not rolled forward, and down so that they're not always shrugged. Because what happens when, you're forward, when you have forward shoulder is they tend to also want to shrug quite a bit, or at least the muscles at the, at the top, your tra upper trapezius muscles and other muscles, are constantly being tight to try and stabilize the shoulders. So if I took someone like that who's a beginner, and I want to fix that, and let's just say they're tight, they're really, really tight in their upper traps and the levitator scapulae muscles, the muscles up, up by the neck, what I may do is I may try to do some rows and work on them, but they just can't get into that position because they're so damn tight. So yeah. then what I'll do is I'll get one of these vibrating tools and I'll put it on their trap and I'll work on both sides just to loosen it up enough 
so that we can then do the proper exercises to correct the problem. And and this may be our pattern for the first couple months of, of training. Every time they come in, we got to loosen up those traps. Now let's do the exercises to fix your upper cross syndrome. Mm-hmm. But then after a couple months, I'm probably not going to ever need to use that that tool again unless we encounter a similar similar problem in the future. All right. Our next question is from Lifted Minds. Thoughts on elevated heels during squats. They help me with knee pain and depth, but am I just making the problem worse? Oh, this is a great follow-up to yeah. this exact the last mm-hmm. question that we just addressed. This yeah. is one of those tricks, too, that um, when somebody says they, they really can't gain, they don't have any range of motion in their squat. We, we watched Dr. Brink do this and, and made examples out of people that like like could just could not squat down and had all these, defi- well, well, first thing he did is elevate their heels and it was like eye-opening to see how much range of motion that they could get uh, just by doing that one thing. Yeah, I was, um, God, I've been all over the board on my thoughts on this and now I think I have a, a more balanced uh, opinion on this because initially I... When I first started working out, I thought it was perfectly fine. In fact, Arnold used to do this when he would work out. That he put a two by four underneath his heels, and he said, "Oh, it's good for people with long legs." And you know, I'm relatively tall; I'm six feet tall. So I thought, oh, "Okay, this is just how tall people squat." Um, and then, uh, and then I got to the point where I thought, "Oh no, that's that's wrong. You should never elevate your heels. Mm-hmm. You should always be barefoot and flat because that's the way you're supposed to squat." Um, and then I realized that elevating the heels changes the emphasis of the exercise. And so if you're a bodybuilder or you're focused focused on aesthetics and you want to really hit the quads and let's say you're doing front squats, I mean, a great way to do it is to stand on one of those half foam rollers or put a couple plates underneath your heels yeah. and it just gives you more knee extension and you get more of that quad uh, activation. And so I see elevating the heels like I see changing any position of the body mm-hmm. during exercises as a way to emphasize or de-emphasize uh, parts of a lift. Now, that being said, if you if you have to elevate your heels, if you can't squat with flat feet, you should, or what I, or without your heels being elevated, I should say, then there's an issue there that you should probably address. And well, it, I think that's everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and I don't it, think I don't think very many people are using squat. I don't I don't know. Maybe I mean I use them differently. I now, uh, I you were the first person to get me to use them. I never used them. And I was against it. I used all to squat shoes. Yeah, yeah, I used to also. I used to knock a lot of people in the gym that would uh, squat with elevated heels on plates. Like, what are you doing? You know, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I didn't understand um, the whole purpose behind it, other than freaking Arnold used to put it in his book way back in the days. And like you said, it, it was oh, you know, taller people would, you know, uh, could benefit from squatting this way. And then when you got me to try a pair of squat shoes. And, and I squatted and it did, I felt more comfortable than I ever felt in my life. And so then I went on a kick for a little while of like wearing my squat shoes all the time. And then it was when I met Brink, when he broke me down and just completely like tore me apart as far as my mechanics on the squat. Ankle mobility specifically. Exactly. And that really opened my eyes up that, you know, the reason why I like these squat shoes so much is because it's crutching an issue that I have going on. And it didn't take me but, I don't know, maybe six months or so, which may sound like forever for somebody, but not if I've had issues with this for years and years and years, but six months of really addressing my ankle mobility. Um, and then I was able to get to a point where I could squat barefoot, ass to grass, fully comfortable. But it was just because I had that that limiting mobility in my ankle. Now, 
I still utilize my squat shoes. But when I do it, it's when I'm I'm working like 90% of my one rep max or my max. And I use it like a more like a safety thing. It's like I know that I have I have, have constantly had to work on ankle mobility ankle mobility ever since I knew it was a limiting factor for me. And so if I don't address it and I'm not consistent with it, I very easily could start to regress back to where I was before. And so as a safety precaution, anytime that I'm pushing close to my max load on a squat, I'll pull my shoes out just because if there is going to be a breakdown, you know, and if I am going to compromise my low back or knees or anything, it's probably more likely going to happen when I'm trying to mm-hmm. get this weight up because it's the heaviest weight. When I'm doing weight that I can control slowly and it's pretty easy for me to move for five or more reps, I mean, bare, barefoot or normal shoes, I'm squatting it and I've got no problem with that. I'm not worried about it. But if I start, if I stack on a, a weight that is a little risky for me, you know, that's when my belt and my squat shoes come out and they come out as a basically just a purely a safe thing for me that if I'm going to be I'm stretching myself right now, uh, I'm going to crutch crutch a little bit. I know that I can I can definitely with squat shoes now very comfortably sit all the way in the bottom of the squat where uh, barefoot. It's, it takes a little bit of priming work for me and it, it can be a little compromising when I'm at the bottom. So that's how I use the squat shoes now. They still come with me in my bag everywhere I go. I use them, you know, a handful of times uh, every quarter when I'm stretching myself on a, on a movement like that. But I think they've also become like the weight belt for bodybuilders. Yeah. Right? They've become this new thing that when I when I go to the squat rack now and I look down the row, everybody is wearing squat shoes. Uh-huh. Um, and I was Is it like that now? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean my nephew Especially I was since there's more platforms now and, and squat racks. You see a lot of these uh you know heel lifted type shoes. Big time. Yeah. All almost everybody now. It's rare actually when I'm over at the gym and I look down the six squat racks that I don't see everybody wearing squat shoes. Really? My, my nephew wow. asked for him for uh, for Christmas this year, and you know he's in his he's in his uh, early early mid twenties. You know CrossFit popularized the squat. Oh well, yeah, squat. Yeah, exactly. And then Nike because they actually make cool ones now, and you know what I mean. Like they they figured out that there's a market for it now. Yeah, um, they've been around so, forever, but nobody was wearing them before. Yeah, they weren't no, as Olymp- popular. No, Olympic lifters wear them. Have worn them since forever. Right. Like they've been wearing them for a long time. The I mean, uh, you know, Paul Anderson, who is one of the world's strongest men of all time. Uh, you know, in the 19, I think I want to say he was in the 50s, he was a competitor in the Olympics. He would lift in dress shoes because dress shoes wow. had that natural that, heel. That and like trip, uh, yeah. construction boots used to be popular. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for but, bodybuilders. Yeah, back in the days, I would see, um, and I never understood it back then until now. Yeah, you know? I used to, same thing. I used to look That's at the, funny. the old magazines like, why are they wearing it? Is it just for the pictures? Yeah. No, yeah. it's because construction boots have that, yeah, natural, that, lift. that natural heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm much less of a stickler about it now. Now, for the average client, I think you got to learn... If you can't squat with flat shoes, then you got to figure out why you can't address yeah, it. Yeah. But when it comes to like bodybuilders and athletes, especially, here's something that really woke me. And Justin, you're going to love this, I'm sure. Well, I was probably going to talk about it. But go Were you really? Yeah. yeah. Just, well, why don't you get on it? Because, <laughs> because no, because athletes. No, I want to hear your. Yeah. Well, I, you and you, you're the one that really got me thinking about this. But yeah. If you're flat-footed in any sport, you're, you're on dead. your ass. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you got to learn how to squat and move on your toes. No, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Yeah, because, um, I mean, the way that we used to use them, too, especially with front-loaded squats and then elevating your heel in a front-loaded squat, I mean, the forefoot 
is everything. Strengthening my feet, especially my forefoot, uh, is going to give me that 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 proper force output. Like I have a, a firm ground uh, to be able to work with and generate power from. So um, to be able to strengthen that and strengthen the base of that was really you know essential and had massive carryover onto the field. So yeah, if you if you if you really think about that, like how often like athletes are just standing there flat-footed it's it's a very rare occurrence so why would we spend so much emphasis on um you know loading a substantial amount of weight where everything was nicely balanced it's the same argument i have with um you know eliminating unilateral type training for uh something like as complex as as football basketball whatever it's like you need you need to to be able to stabilize uh, so many different forces and be uh, uh, be able to move efficiently in all directions. Yeah, I, I guess the way I would look at it for the average person is if you can't squat, uh, for, there's a lot of reasons why you might not be able to squat, but if one of the reasons why you can't squat is because your feet are flat and you need to elevate your heels, address that, fix that first, get to the point where you can comfortably squat with flat shoes, good posture, and you're doing great. Then... You can have fun with the heel elevating, you know, types of things. I, I see, you know, Ben Pikulski and, and Jordan Shallow doing, you know, these front squats where their heels are really elevated and it's a lot of quad emphasis. Yeah. I mean, that's a that is that's a quad a fucking killer. Yep. Or you do an old school barbell hack squat. You ever do a hack squat with a barbell? The old school where it's behind you mm-hmm. and your tough. heels are elevated. Yeah. It's almost like a between a squat and a sissy squat, right? It's a lot of knee extension and it really hammers the quads. Um, so I, there's not a problem per se with elevating the heels, but if like you're like what you're writing here, they help me with knee pain and depth. Yeah, you're 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 putting a, a bandaid on a right. on a cut. Um, Let's look at your ankle mobility. Is what that says. That's right, and and you know what's going to end up happening? You're going to strengthen that that in, that mobile that mobility issue. You're going to make it worse by making it more solidified and stronger. Uh-huh. Like imagine if you get to the point where like, "Oh, you know what? I can only way I can squat is with these squat shoes or elevated heels." And then you get really really strong at it. it now that becomes like the way that you squat. Now it's going to be a lot harder to back out and mm-hmm. learn how to do uh, you know, a brand new squat with your, your feet flat and with different positioning and you're more likely to hurt yourself mm-hmm. as a result. So I would say Get strong. Learn how to get strong with the, the least amount of tools possible, and then as you get there, you can have fun. You know, messing around with things. Next question is from War Jojo. How do you differentiate discipline from restriction? Do you see it as a fine line when it comes to nutrition or training? Discipline and restriction. Well, I think you say it really well, Sal. Where you talk about, you know, you you got to get away from saying things like "I can't have that cookie," mm. you know, and I think that's the difference between discipline and like restricting yourself from having something like absolutely you can but you're disciplining yourself to feed your body in a way that is optimal or ideal for whatever your potential goals are or what you're trying to do so I I think there's a little I think that's the difference that I see like is when I think of you know when I'm trying to apply whatever like a goal that I have right now fitness since we're talking fitness obviously fitness related I'm gonna go okay you know, these are X, Y, Z things that I need to do to accomplish that. And I'm going to be disciplined about it. It's not like this restriction where I can't have, like I can absolutely do whatever the fuck I want. It's that I, I want to be disciplined about it because I want to see, I want to get to my goal. So I, I look at it, I think differently. And I think a lot of clients 
when I would first get when I first get them as a client, you know, and I had a hard time communicating this for a really long time. And I really think that you said it well, Sal, on the show a long time ago. And that's just that, you know, get away from this this idea of it's a it's a can or can't have type of situation. It's mm-hmm. it's more around the lines of, you know, you are really loving yourself and you're really taking care of yourself by doing these things for your for your body that are not only heading towards your goal, but actually that are, is taking care of you better. And I think when you start to look at it in a different light, I think it makes it easier to be disciplined towards these things versus a restriction thing. Because if you do it like a restriction thing or I can't have thing, that tends to always fail eventually. It'll it'll yeah. fail because nobody likes to be restricted. Uh, it, it, look, it, understand this. If you're restricting yourself, by the way, mental state around things is everything. Mm-hmm. The difference between the difference between discipline and, and restriction is everything in in basically how you view it. So we'll use the cookie example. If I say to myself, you know, if someone says, Hey, have a cookie, and you say, Oh, I can't have that. I, I I want it, but I can't have it. That is a very different feeling than me saying, I don't want it. Very, very different. And and now I know a lot of people are hearing or say, but I do want it. Actually, you don't. You, you you acknowledge that you want the flavor, you like the taste, and that you'll enjoy it, but you're also acknowledging that you don't want what comes along with it. So the reality is the underlying answer, the real answer, the total answer is, I don't want it, right? Like, let's say you're in a relationship. You're dating somebody. You're in a very committed relationship. Then you meet a coworker. They're attractive, and you're attracted to them. Are you restricting yourself by not sleeping with them because you are attracted to them, or are you saying to yourself, I mean, they're attractive, but I don't want to do that because I know it comes along with it. It's no different. It's a different mentality. And that's the mentality that is uh, the, the restriction mentality is a failing mentality every single time. Mm-hmm. Here's another example. Like, Think about when you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth. Do you think to yourself, oh, God, I don't want to brush my teeth. Oh, my God, I got to force myself to brush mm-hmm. my teeth. Imagine if you did that every day. You would never brush your teeth. You want to brush your teeth. It's punishing yourself. Yes. Yeah. That, that that's the whole restrictive mentality. It's it's punishing. Uh, it's sort of like paying for the for the sins, and and I'm 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 abstaining from this because you know I'm so I, I'm so bad and I can't control myself. Versus like I'm taking ownership of this and I'm I'm applying every day is is a new day and a new practice and this is a discipline that I'm going to continue. So it's a it's it's a longer. Uh, thought process mentality where uh, restriction to me always just feels temporary. It, it feels like, well, I can't have that now, but it's like, I know that I'm going to do it. Right. I, I know that I'm going to, I'm going to get myself uh, some more cookies. Well, yeah. I agree with what they say right here. I mean, I, I do think that there's a very fine line. Yeah. There's a very fine line, but between that, and I think a lot, that line gets blurred a lot for people that they, they think that the, this, the art of discipline is this ability for them to, just refrain from it from a certain amount of time. It's like, no, you need to keep reminding yourself. Like, and I love the analogy that you give with the cheating on somebody, Sal, because that's a good point. Like, it's exactly like that. It's very much so if you, and you'll probably struggle with being faithful in a relationship if you view it that way all the time of like, God, I, I want her so bad, but I can't have her. I want her so bad. It's never going to get out of your fucking mind. And eventually you probably will break down versus like, I can acknowledge, wow, she's gorgeous. And she and I'm attracted to that person, but I also love my partner, 
And I also know that what that could potentially do to... So I really don't want to be So I that. really don't want to be with mm-hmm. that person. I don't want to ruin this thing that I actually value more. And I know I value it more, but I'm currently distracted visually right now. The same thing goes with nutrition when you look at a cookie. Because when you look at a cookie, all the thoughts of, man, when it hits your mouth and the all, the, all those markers go off in your brain and it feels really good and it tastes really good going down. But then you kind of... Oreos. But then you forget about... How you feel afterwards, the guilt, maybe the stomach ache from it, also what it may cause, it kicks up more of an appetite and then you don't just have one, you have two or you have three. I mean, if you can just start to look at it like all the other things that come with that and then ask yourself truly, do I truly want all of that? Do I want all of that? Because it all comes with it. And so I think if you- It does because in, in the other thing too is restrict, when you're restricted for something, it actually- there's this strange psychological phenomenon that happens with humans where we, want, if we can't have right if we're told we can't have something even if it's telling ourselves it actually increases the it makes it more alluring it becomes more that's why things that are taboo tend to be alluring and now the, why do we do this right we got to ask ourselves why do we re, why do we look at things as restrictions because in the short term it's a very easy simple effective way of getting us to do what we want to do it really is like in the short term if I want to lose 10 pounds, and I'm not even thinking long-term, in the short-term, a very simple way to do it is to say is to split myself up into two people, the person that is the bad person that wants to eat all the food, and then the, the dictator that says you can't. And the dictator is the one that's in charge. And so over the next month, the dictator is going to say, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. But long-term, it's terrible because at some point, the the – the rebel wins at some point the dictator gets overthrown uh, overthrowed uh you the there's a mutiny and you and what what does it end up looking like think about it this way somebody who's disciplined with nutrition when they do eat an oreo you know how they do it they eat one oreo or two oreos yeah somebody who's restricted they literally are Eats rebelling they yeah. are literally rebelling. Yeah. It's a psychological totally. phenomenon. Yeah. They're not even eating it for the pleasure of eating it. You talk no. to anybody who's ever restricted and then binged, you yeah. ask them, did you enjoy eating a, an entire box of cookies? Right. And they'll, they'll say, no, actually, I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed the first two. Yep. And then after that, I just kept scarfing them down faster than I could process. And my stomach was hurting and I still felt terrible and I kept going. Because it's like this floodgate of rebellion that's coming through. And it's really us fucking ourselves is really what it is so you have to look at everything like you can acknowledge that uh not going to the gym laying on the couch watching tv like oh yeah that's gonna feel good temporarily so relaxing i'm gonna enjoy watching that movie that's gonna be fun i can acknowledge that however what else does that come with like i'm not gonna be as fit i'm not gonna have as much energy i'm probably not gonna feel as good in the morning not as productive not as productive maybe not gonna look the way i want to look uh, okay, now let's talk about the gym. Like, okay, yeah, it's going to hurt, definitely pain, but I'm going to have more energy. And, you know, sometimes I enjoy that pain and I like the sweat and sometimes I like the workout. And then afterwards, I'm going to feel real good and accomplished. Weigh it all out. And at the end of the day, ask yourself which one you want. That's it. And the reality <laughs> is, you can acknowledge that you may enjoy the aspects of the thing that you don't want, but the reality is, overall, you don't want it. And it's very easy, man. It's so easy for me to say, I don't want that pizza. Really hard for me to say, I can't have that pizza. That is a fucking losing battle and I guarantee that you will not succeed if that's the way you view things and and that's, that goes for pretty much anything else mm-hmm. next question is from S. Miller Fit 
How would you go about training someone who makes constant efforts to stall and chat during their sessions? Oh my God, fire <laughs> your fucking gym partner. Did you guys ever have, of course. Did you ever what, have clients like this? This, that is, just, why, this is why uh, I, I, and we haven't been, on, we haven't gone off on this in a while. I remember when we first started, we actually talked about this type of stuff early on because we all were sharing, you know, how we like to work out and people were asking questions about our own personal training and I don't like to work out with anybody. I, I and I find it, I understand it, and I did for a very long time uh, with my buddies and stuff like that. But it's rare that you're ever going to find a friend who needs exactly the same thing in the gym as you need. Uh, even if you guys have similar body types and similar goals, for the most part, a lot most people should be kind of doing their own own thing in the gym. So. Bring, bringing a partner involved in that, somebody always has to suffer, right? Somebody always gets the shittier end of the stick, right? Now, for a long time, I just led and said, oh, whatever. If you want to work out with me, that's fine. Like, you know, I'm doing this. And if you want to come along, that's fine. But this has happened to me many times where I you have a friend that wants to make working out halfway fun and, and they want to talk. In the middle of it, and I just just not that for me. For me, it's like church, man. I don't. Oh, yeah, I'm, no. I'm I'm here to absorb everything, and I don't want any distractions. I want to be completely uh, into what I'm doing, and I don't. And I want it to be peaceful. And so, oh no, I I'll drop you like a bad habit yeah. real quick. No, as, you're as, like as that. far as workout partners are concerned, I'm I'm completely on you. But I think they're asking about a client. Oh, about clients. Like, how would you go about time? training someone? Uh, who makes constant efforts? Because that's two different things, right? Like a workout partner, I'm with you, dude. I'll, I'll be like, all right. Yeah, we're, oh, this is like yeah, a we're client? never working. Out. I think that's maybe what they're asking. <laughs> we'll fire them too. Yeah, it's a stall technique. Yeah, because yeah, right? clients yeah. do this shit all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, especially yeah. This is super common. Especially if it, the intensity starts to go up, or you know, like yeah. they're they're trying to get more rest in their periods. I think, um, yeah, it, it's really just about keeping them busy and and, and <laughs> putting it in front of them. And yeah, that's uh, what I said. That's what I would do. I would hand them the weight. Yeah, I would just say hand them the weight. Yeah, as they're talking, I'm like, we're here to work, man. I, I shared. Didn't I share this on this podcast? The client that I used to have that was really good at doing this. Like he like figured me out because yeah, he asked you questions about fitness. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes. I have us too. Yes, that so they hack the system. That is hacking the system with me. Because if you're just talking about your day, I'm with Justin. Like you. If you're a client and you're, you know, sharing like personal bullshit or whatever like that and you're doing it just to stall, like I will, I'll just fucking hand you the weights. But where you used to be able to get me was if you asked really intelligent questions regarding either nutrition or working out or oh, yeah. why are we doing this exercise. Well, then that's valuable. Right. Because, well, that's how they yeah. would get me. you're like, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, this is my job. And, and I do believe that educating them is actually as or more valuable than the actual workout that they're doing there with me. And so that would be a good way for me to. So, so I guess as a trainer... I think there is that fine line. Like if if you're chatting about things, I'm educating you, and we're talking, and where you're not doing a lot of sets, I could argue that that's as valuable or more valuable than the actual workout with with you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I definitely could see that. But if you're just chatting about your day and your personal b bullshit, and you're talking like that, like yeah, I, that's exactly what you do. You just hand them the weight. What did you do with your client that that hacked it and just knew to just ask you about? I things? called him out on it eventually. Like <laughs> I, I I finally and I, I I complimented him. I said, boy, you are a smart cookie. This time, I didn't, and it, he got away with it for probably weeks on weeks with with training with me before I really, and you know what it was? Was I caught him one time, like looking up to the right, and you could see him trying to think of a question that was intelligent to ask me, to set me up, to get me to talk, and when I could see that he was drawing a blank, and then I realized, oh, you're just fishing for fitness questions mm -hmm. to ask me, 
So I would sit here so you don't have to go to your next tech. Let's go. Let's move. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I, I, you know, there again, if it's something that is not related to fitness or personal goals, things like that, then I, I definitely would do what Justin just said, which is I would just hand them the weight or start. Moving. I've done that so many times, like literally halfway through their sentence, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, let me tell uh, you what happened. Uh, yeah, here's uh, the weight. Uh, Go and hold uh, this uh, and start <laughs> exercise. Yeah, I do like the head nod thing. You, uh, you know, you'll newer trainers will have a problem with this than, than more uh, experienced trainers because I think newer trainers are afraid to – like they don't want to make their they don't want to upset their clients. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to be nice. Like I don't want to interrupt them while they're working out or you know while they're talking. I should say. Yeah. Um, I would stop people like while I'd be like you know hold that thought. We got to do another set. Mm-hmm. I would just interrupt them. Mm-hmm. Or if a client's trying to talk while they're doing the set, which is another one, um, then I'd say, uh, you know, you know, let's let's talk about this while we're resting. The other thing you can do is if you have someone that's just fucking incessantly. A problem with this, where you just you you only got through two exercises in the whole hour because they talked to you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Get a stopwatch that that bings every sixty seconds. No joke. Like done with the set, hit your stopwatch. They could talk. Bing. Oh, we got to go. And then that will kind of prompt you to be the asshole who says we got to do the next set. Yeah. But you know the thing is about, about being a trainer is you are the leader. Yeah, they're yeah. they're hiring you to be the authority. You're the authority. If you show weakness in the sense and I don't mean weakness like you're you're not a nice guy or whatever but if you show like lack of confidence and the client kind of dictates the session quite a bit um they'll prey off of that not only will they prey off of it but you'll actually not be a successful trainer yeah people think that that's what they want as clients but then they'll stop respecting well, and you. trainer well, that, exactly and I think that you have to realize you have only a, a certain allotted time with this individual that they've paid for and so I always keep that in the back of my mind is is how effective I can be but I again there's there's conversations that are valuable and there's ways of still incorporating the dialogue and having fun and and all of that and like making the experience enjoyable but the, the that kind of a client actually appreciates that you keep them going you mm-hmm. keep them moving in 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 the process because that's their that's their go to with i'm sure a lot of different things that they that they get involved in to where they can kind of talk their way around and people don't really corral them when they need to be corralled well i'm i'm with sal on the this that you you're the driver in this and i think that a lot of trainers use this as an excuse to kind of cruise mm. I mean, it's and I because they like to talk to. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit. I remember having clients that where I was just like, oh, I can't wait to see Susie because we don't even do but two exercises and she just wants to talk. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't got to do a lot of thinking, a lot of doing anything, and she just wants. I know what she really hires me for is to vent about her day, and you know, at, at first it seems like an okay idea as a trainer because you're like, you know, fuck it. I mean, if she wants to do that, then it's her money, and that's how she wants to do it. But then. At the end of the day, they do. They hired you because they want to see results. And then at the end of the day, too, you have to keep in mind, and this is what I used to always tell my trainers, is that you know at all times, um, you're on stage at all times as a trainer. And many, many times did I get clients that approached me and bought training for me, and then they would tell me that they watched every other trainer in the gym for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they bought training from me because they saw the way that I interacted and I trained my clients. So there is a very high percentage of people that purchase training this way, which makes total sense because I think that's what I would do too. If I'm in a gym that I've been in for months or years, I've been going there, and I'm thinking about training with a trainer, 
that before I go walk up and just buy one or say, hey, I want to hire this guy or girl, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to scope them out and watch them for a few weeks or maybe even a few months of how they interact with their people. And, you know, you never know what hour that could be. And maybe this massive client who could end up being, you know, some huge CEO that's going to probably end up training four days a week with you for the next five years is watching you with that client that you're just standing there talking to for 10 minutes instead of actually exercising. And that may be just enough to convince that guy who's really serious about his goal and wants a trainer to hold him accountable and take him to take him for wherever. And that you have no idea and you have and you'll never know. But he just now discounted you as a trainer, no matter how good you are and you and what's going on, because that's what he sees and he perceives. You know, it's funny too. There's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a balance too with this. Like I think about all the clients that I train for, you know, 10, 12, 15 years. And there's definitely a balance in the sense that, you know, if you're training someone two or three days a week for years, you're not gonna have every session is not gonna be all business. It's just not. These are regular people, they're they're looking to just feel better, they're not hardcore into fitness like you are, you know, maybe as being a personal trainer. So some of the sessions may be easier, may involve more conversing, may involve, you know, maybe this person really didn't want to work out today, but they enjoy coming to to see you. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of that balance, you know, because I also don't want to give out the impression that, you know, your 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 client comes in and just, you know, maybe they're maybe it for them it is a, a big step just to be there and they're doing some exercises. It's therapeutic, and, and it is there is a therapeutic effect of talking and hanging out. And you guys have a good connection, and to not be that asshole that's like, no, blow the whistle, do another set, right? Because that also will is also too extreme on one end for most clients. For most clients, it's too extreme to do that uh, all the time. So there is a little bit of that balance, and you as the trainer have to be the one to know when. We've been slacking a little too much, mm-hmm. and okay, like I get it now. You want to hang out a little bit? Let's go and do that. You know, why we're hanging out? Here's one thing that I used to do with clients that would do that is I would make it productive. So like, okay, like I could see that this workout we're not going to go as hard. Um, let's do some stretches. Or, you know, while while I'm stretching you, I can answer these questions and we can go over these things. Or right. let's do this exercise that requires a little bit less focus type of deal. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I loved training, uh, the elderly was because they, the, the, the rest periods were long. Um, and they would ask a lot of questions and we'd have great conversation in between. So selfishly, I would get all this wisdom from some of these clients and I would yeah. ask them questions in between sets and they loved it because, you know, they're 85 and, and they like to have somebody to talk to. And, uh, I think they view some of them actually, you know, I had, I had a few of them that would have my picture on their fridge and their friends would come over and be like, is that your grandson? Like no, that's my trainer. You know, I help him out with his with his problems, and he trains me and stuff Getting like that. Buff. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. So there's a there's a there's a little bit of a of a of a delicate balance there, but and be honest too. You know, I used to tell clients, I'd be very open with them. Like, okay, yeah, I think you're just trying to not do the next set. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you are the leader, and you have to be the one to lead the direction uh, with the session. And people love it. I remember learning this as as a trainer early on, where clients would respect it. I remember I had a client. God, this was early on in my career, and um, you know, she goes, "I don't want to work my back. Uh, I just want to do. I just want to do legs." And I stopped her and said, "Actually, we're not going to do legs today. We're going to do back." And she's like, "But I don't want to do that." And I'd say, "Well, this is what I do. I'm the trainer. You told me what your goals are, and here's why it's important to work out your back. And I, my integrity won't allow me to train you improperly. So we're going to work out your back today." And she was like, "Okay." Like she respected the fact that I was confident enough to talk to her in that way. So anyway, uh, so check this out. If you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can download any one of our guides 
for free. Um, you can also download all of them for free. In fact, there's no limit. You free, can get free, them free, all. Free, free, free. Costs you nothing. You can also find us on Instagram on our personal pages. My Instagram page is Mind Pump Sal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>